I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Spencer Johnson now here on Cougar Sports Saturday. A lot of turnover on this team, Spencer. Uh, how has the new pieces started to gel throughout practice? Well, they've been great. The dudes have come in and, and they're working super hard. They're trying to, you know, learn learn our system and, and the calls that we make and, and how we do things, and it's been awesome. They've been super receptive, and they're just great guys. I love working with them. How was your offseason? What did you work on, and how do you feel like you've improved from last year? Well, it's been great. You know, individually, I've been been working on my shot every day. Um, been working on, you know, making reads off the bounce. But one thing, I'd say the biggest stride that I've made, you know, personally for myself physically was I put on 18 pounds this offseason. Wow. Which is, you, hit the, you hit the weight room. Yeah, which has been so good for me. It's been awesome. That is. First off, I guess my question to that would be, what was your diet like to put on 18 pounds? Man, you don't want to know. <laughs> Five, six thousand calories a day. You're kidding me. Yeah. So I mean, you're pretty much eating all day long, right? Yeah. Chicken, protein shakes. Lots of food. Couple meals every day, like five meals every day. Lots of snacks. Lots of protein shakes. Does it becomes it, a job. It's like a little say, chore. Wow, that's uh, 18 pounds, man. That's that's awesome. Let's talk about some of the change. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's. We've talked about some of the personnel a little bit, but it goes beyond just the personnel. Some coaching changes, uniform changes. We'll get to those in a minute. How does uh, Coach Fennell fit in here in, in this short time being on the staff? Dude, he is so cool. He has a really cool story. He's been around a, you know some different universities coaching, and yep. um, he actually didn't even start out in coaching. He was he was working um, in a sales job. So he's just a super good, like really personable guy. He works super hard. He he knows the game, and he's committed and. Um, I've grown pretty close with him in his, his little short time here. What, what kind of impact do you think he has uh, on the court? Like, is he a defensive guy? Like, wh- where does he fit in just from a, a role perspective on this staff? He's been leading our charge in playing in transition, and he's been really good at breaking it down in simple ways that, that we can understand and then encouraging us to, you know, attack off the bounce when you, when you get those opportunities or just making reads and, and things like that. 
he's just been super, super great to work with. I think it's been fun in the off season for a lot of fans to see some of the social media interactions. Mm -hmm. I, I know uh, Jim are making a return and pretending to be a walk-on was fun. Yeah. Just what's it like to be a player at a place that not only welcomes alumni back, but also has a lot of alumni that had a lot of success, not only on the court, be it at the NBA or mm -hmm. professionally, just what is it like to be a player to have those kind of connections and resources here? Oh, it's awesome. So we talk about this all the time where we're like, we, as current players, we owe a lot of our success, you know, the, the fan base and the reason that people are excited about BYU, we owe it to these guys that came before us because, I mean, they really built this thing, mm -hmm. you know. <clears throat> and so it's always cool when you can interact with those guys. You can learn their story and, you know, what they went through because you're like, hey, somebody else did it. Like, I'm, I'm not alone here. And then kind of on, like, the, the Jimmer thing, you know, were you guys at the Midnight Madness? Did you see yeah. that at all? Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. So he was there, and, and he was hanging out with us in the locker room a little bit before the whole thing started. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there, and I was like, man, my 11, 12-year-old self right now is just, like, <laughs> losing his mind. Because that was, like, his biggest dream was just, like, meet Jimmer, you yep. know? And I'm, like, sitting here just having a, a conversation with him, and he knows who I am. And yep. It's just it's super cool, man. Super cool here. What are the expectations of this team with, with so many new new players? Because I think a lot of people from the outside looking in say, wow, they lost so many guys. Like, you know, if they can just compete in the WCC, that'd be great mm -hmm. considering the turnover. Internally, though, what are your guys' expectations for this year? Yeah. You know what? I actually love that. I love kind of being discounted a little bit and flying under the radar because in my mind, you know, that, that makes for a better story. And that's kind of how, you know, personally my life has gone totally. in, in a basketball world. And so I really like it. I think that we're going to surprise a lot of people this year. We're going to be better than what people think. I know that's talk right now, but I'm, I'm excited to, you know, really showcase that here in a couple of weeks. Last thing for you, I'm going to let you go. Uh, now that the, you know, the, you're full-on grind mode, season's right around the corner, do you and your wife have any uh, opportunities to do anything fun over, or, over the off season? Yeah. Took a trip to California. She has some family out there. Okay. We stayed there. Went to San Diego, L.A. Oh, nice. Caught a Dodgers game. Okay. Which was fun. And then... Eliminated she, from the playoffs. But. <laughs> sensitive subject. <laughs> yeah. And then she has some family out in Miami. So we actually went out there and we spent 10 days in Miami, which was super fun. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Coast My first coast. time. Coast to coast. You can tell we're, we're big beach people, right? Yep, totally. Hey, I am too. So those are the type of trips I would take as well. Totally. All right, Spencer, you're the man. I appreciate the time. Cool. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.